Welcome to Polymathic Being, a place to explore counterintuitive insights across multiple domains. These essays take common topics and explore them from different perspectives and disciplines, and in doing so, come up with unique insights and solutions. Polymaths Unite, an aspirational call to action. Today's topic is motivated by an engagement with a subscriber on Substack chat, which you can all join via the link at the end. It highlighted that some people view the idea of a polymath more like a mythical creature than the real and very ordinary humans they are. Today, we'll address that idea and invite everyone to join in breaking down the barriers of silos of expertise and bring the polymathic mindset everywhere. In a recent Polymathic Being chat, Lynn Marie de Pippo asked, in response to my own question about which topics readers would like to hear more about, quote, do you interact with other polymaths on a regular basis? If so, I would love to hear about that. It must be fun. End quote. That got me thinking a bit about a few threads woven into her comment. The first is kind of an assumption that a polymath is a mythical creature that doesn't interact with normal people regularly. The second might be a bit more of my impression, but it almost sounds like she doesn't see herself as being able to be a polymath. I'd like to address both today, because the entire goal of polymathic being is to help grow our community of counterintuitive thinkers. The mythical polymath. It took me a long time to realize what kind of a thinker I was. I certainly didn't work within the same boundaries that many people did, and it was both a boon and a bane. The worst part is I had no model to help articulate why I seemed to be all over the place. Then I heard the term polymath from the book, The Polymath, Unlocking the Power of Human Versatility. The book is great, but it introduces us to the intimidating examples of da Vinci, Al-Khwazami, where we get the term algorithm, Hypatia, and Benjamin Franklin. These are legends and seem out of touch to us mere mortals. Yet, I couldn't avoid the fact that I was thinking in the same ways and often coming up with some pretty crazy innovations in my own right. Were these some mythical creatures to whom my aspiration was like Icarus and I was out of my league? To hear the naysayers on social media, I certainly am. One of the most common retorts I get in an online debate, yes, yes, I know I'm wrestling with pigs in the mud, is that it's hubristic of me to even claim to be associated with polymaths. But I can't accept that. Just like putting on shoes, grabbing a ball and shooting hoops allows me to claim the title of basketball player, the aspiration of polymath falls in the same category. I'm never going to be a Michael Jordan, though I am also six and a half feet tall and named Michael, and I'm not going to be Michael Polini, a Hungarian polymath. And I don't need to be. I can still be a basketball player and a polymath and learn valuable life skills along the way. I know I've used this term a lot today, but I view it as an aspiration, never an end state. So to that first point, there are mythical players in basketball and mythical polymaths, but that doesn't mean we can't all aspire to that mindset. In fact, Andrew Smith from Goat Fury Writes and I collaborated on an essay that provides practical insights into how anyone can do this. It's called Becoming Polymathic. So polymaths aren't mythical, and we can all improve our abilities to be more like them. This leads us to the last comment about how it must be fun to interact with them. I have to chuckle and admit, it's kind of an adventure. My friend and collaborator Joshua Deaches and I have had many conversations where it becomes a bit of a joke of how many different topic threads we end up weaving together and have floating around waiting to be woven in. Our chats are certainly not linear or formulaic, 
and there are often dozens of threads we are keeping track of. Even as far back as high school, I remember challenging people to pick any topic to engage in conversation with, and then to feel free to switch the topic as hard and different as they wanted, as a bit of a challenge for me to pivot and keep up. Those are probably two of the more random insights in interacting with someone like me. Let's just say, even if I know nothing, I'll start asking questions and work to weave together a usable framework to begin learning that new topic as quickly as possible. That brings up a good point on interacting with polymaths in general. They aren't bullshitting you on topics. They just typically have a broad enough exposure to so many different disciplines that it doesn't take long to bring in insights and ask appropriate questions without deep expertise. I'm only going to speak for myself here, but I also like to use the polymathic mindset to help bridge others into thinking in similar ways. I view it a bit like a scavenger hunt where we can find fun tidbits and share. I expect that anyone can engage in a divergent and convergent thinking, and hopefully, at the end of the conversation, we have two polymaths, not just one aspiring one. The call to action. In summary, a polymath is not a mythical creature whose status is impossible to attain. It's a practical mindset of insatiable curiosity, humility, and systems thinking that anyone can apply. We are all here in this dojo of polymathic being, and so I consider you all polymaths, wherever you are in the journey. I hope that I'm helping bridge domains and disciplines and providing counterintuitive insights. I also believe that you are all capable of the same. To that end, my call to action is for all polymaths to unite. Engage, converse, challenge, explore, and really embrace that fundamental foundation of learn, unlearn, and relearn. Please join me on Substack chat as well as notes where I'm working to have these sorts of conversations all the time. Thanks for listening to Polymathic Being. We'd love for you to subscribe at polymathicbeing.com where you can read, comment, and share these essays.